Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This, this is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Some breaking news. The House GOP subpoenas Biden aides. Oh, yeah, that's right. House Republican-led committees issued subpoenas today to five current and former aides to President Biden to discuss the alleged mishandling of classified records and the role in his family's foreign business dealings. That just came out. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So before I get to my guest, I just want to mention this. The Judiciary and Oversight Committees issued the legally binding demands for testimony to Director of Oval Office Operations Annie Tomasini and some others. They are investigating a lot here and whether or not, of course, articles exist to uh, consider potential impeachment of Joe Biden for his role in his foreign business dealings. So all that is coming out. But turn our attention to our local man, our friend Mark Houck. Mark has been on the show before. He's a pro-life activist. He's a father of seven. And now he's suing the Biden Department of Justice. Hello, Mark. How are you, sir? Hey, Rich. Good to be back with you. Good. Good to be back with you. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased to see you're fighting back against the government. If you would be kind enough, just refresh everyone's memory of what happened to you and, um, and, and the, the literal way that the government of the United States of America dragged your family through hell here. Sure. So back in October of uh, 2021, there was a minor incident on the street of Philadelphia, 12th and Locust Streets, Planned Parenthood, uh, whereby I was defending my son from an aggressive and hostile uh, volunteer at Planned Parenthood. That uh, evolved into a, a private criminal complaint, which was completely dismissed at the state level. Five days later, the DOJ picked it up and served me a target letter, which said I was a target of a federal grand jury investigation under potential indictment uh, under the FACE Act, Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances. I was uh, raided at a pre-dawn raid in September 23rd, about, uh, what's that, eight months later or nine or seven months later from that target letter. Uh, my kids were held at gunpoint, 20-plus federal agents and PA state troopers. We proceeded to be uh, indicted that day after uh, being accosted and dragged away from my home and, and after my children are terrorized. 
four and a half months later, we're acquitted with less than an hour, hour deliberation of a 12 person jury uh, on January 30th this year. So that's that's the backstory. It's unbelievable what happened to you. What an absolute nightmare. And uh, even and I should point out, you know, even Larry Krasner, the 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 the, the worst of the worst the district attorney in Philadelphia, uh, he looked at this case and he would have loved to throw in the book at you if there had been any actual evidence of something. But they they didn't charge you. They passed on right. it. Uh, we always say this in lately in America, it seems more and more accurate that the process is the punishment. So by going after you, Mark Houck, by putting you through that, the government of the United States never really thought they were going to get a conviction. This was a weak case, but they dragged you through this. And that's the point. They 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 upset your life. They've upset your family. Your wife is still dealing with the PTSD involved in all this. And it doesn't matter if the government gets a conviction or not, because they don't have to worry about, you know, reviews on google they don't have to worry about getting new clients they can go after their enemies like you for being pro-life they can go after you to send you a message and that's what they did and that is why this is so anti-america and unconstitutional what they did to you well you're right they didn't they had such a weak case but you know they were counting on the fact that i was going to take a plea deal because they throw 11 years at you three hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines and basically take your freedom away and you th- they think you're going to be scared. And we were scared. But at the same time, we recognized that this was, a, this was not something we could do. So when the government came in with a plea on January 6th, this year, of all dates, they were shocked as hell that we didn't take that plea. And uh, so they were, that's what they were counting on. And now, you know, with this filing on this last week uh, against the DOJ, this is just the beginning of, uh, of another filing that will follow in, in April. So, um, you know, this is a black eye on the Biden administration, and it's, it's clearly showing the bigotry that, that, uh, that they have towards pro-lifers and, um, you know, all those that will stand against, um, you know, the evils of the day. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at in this culture. Good. So, so Mark Houck, you're, you're suing the Biden Justice Department, and, and what are you asking for exactly so we all know? Well, sure. Well, look, the first, the first uh, ca- uh, complaint has to do with, the filing against uh, the um, prosecutorial misconduct of the federal government, the FBI in particular, and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, basically stating that uh, in light of what they did, um, the, the harm that they caused, it basically just covers essentially what they took from you uh, in the four and a half months that they uh, lost income, loss of reputation, all of the the, the, the side effects of, of M16 guns being pointed at little children, um, that's just the initial recovery. There will be a, a follow-up uh, complaint that will, will deal with the punitive damages. In other words, that the government will be penalized, not in this particular filing, but in the future filing, the government will receive punitive damages, and a jury will decide how much the government has to put out. So right now, this initial suit has to do with just the immediate effects that affected my wife and seven children. How, how, tell me about those effects. I, I, I read a little bit about how your wife is doing, sure. but, but tell us about it. Well, look, we all have PTSD, right? You know, I mean, how can you not, right? How can, how can anyone that's uh, woken in the middle of the night and uh, the children waking up to guns pointing at them? And, and even myself, when unannounced guests come onto the property, there's a degree of tremendous alarm. My wife has had panic attacks 
when people have come on the property unannounced. We've had to put in place measures to secure our property. Um, but like last night, we had one of my children just came in and he had a nightmare that the, his entire family was, was killed. That's what my, my six-year-old boy just came in and said, I had a nightmare that we were all killed. You know, like, so, I mean, like, this, where does all these ideas come from? My kids need sleeping medication to just get a decent night's sleep. Uh, we did lose three miscar- three babies in this process, three oh, miscarriages. So now, sorry to hear look, that. that you, you can't blame the government for, for all of that, but, but what you can say is, look, the stress caused on a human body uh, in the midst of all this can contribute to these things. So there is some sort of residual uh, like kind of effect there that we can't prove or not prove. You know what I mean? Nor can the government say that's not the case. It is what it was, and... and and that's the reality. And now we're dealing with infertility. Uh, I'm so, uh, Mark, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, what this administration has done to you. And, and I, I think that the psychological effects of this, as damaging as they were, but thank God you're a man of faith and you have spirit and you you believed enough to push back and, and to say no to that plea agreement, too. Because a lot of people would have, you're right, they would have caved, they would have gave in, they would have been terrified. But you didn't. Sure. And smart move, because the jury acquitted you very, very quickly. The, 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 the trial... Thank, thank God, you know, went your way. But hey, look, it, it it couldn't have, it may not have. Right? You took a risk, you That's took right. a chance, you took a leap of faith, and I'm glad you did. But there's a lot of people out there who would maybe not be as confident in that. But even though you won and you were acquitted, you're still dealing with all of this. Oh, that's for sure. Look, well, yeah, that, that's just the beginning, right? And and we took that knowing that, you know, even if we were put in prison, that God would bring good out of it. Like, so that's where our trust was. It was like, even if that did, even if we got a bad result, you know, that even an innocent man goes to jail or prison, that still God would bring good out of that. So, you know, we, we trusted in that. But like you said, you know, there there was that temptation but yeah, I mean, look, you don't realize the the damage, the tyranny of 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 your government till till something like this happens. Like you don't recognize that we live in a police state and I was just in that film uh till till you start to see how people that are good law-abiding citizens are now domestic terrorists in the United States. And so to live with that reality as a father, as a husband, like you know, I'm I'm sitting there yesterday thinking about you know, am I doing enough to protect my children to keep them safe now that we're running for Congress? Am I am I even more of a target of this Biden administration? Mm-hmm. And and what am I doing to protect their lives? You know, like this is stuff that I'm like burdened by. Like, do I have to worry that the FBI is just going to take me out someday publicly because maybe we're just too much of an annoyance to this administration? I don't know. I mean, this stuff is like is in my brain. So that's something I have to deal with. And, you know, it's not something I, I would wish on anybody. Let me ask you, Mark, um, the movie Police State, Dinesh D'Souza's movie, you're, you're featured in that, correct? Yes, correct. How, yes. What, and and how, how was that? What was that like when, when the filmmaker approached you and asked you to be part of it? Sure. Well, look, Dinesh has, has done some great films. You know, the last one, you know, 2000 Mules and Obama's America, I think, was the one that really got him in trouble. But, um, yeah, they came you know, after look, him, too. I, yeah, they did. They did. And they, and they, they were effective. But, look, uh, I was honored that Dinesh would call me. He interviewed me, and he said, you know, we want to have you as part of this. And, and frankly, it's a powerful film. I don't know if you saw it, but it's definitely worth seeing. It's hard to watch. And, and seeing how the, the evolution of this police state, you know, beginning with the Patriot Act and beginning with, 
you know, uh, 9-11, you know, and to today where we, we granted the government all this access uh, into our personal lives has really created this situation. And, um, you know, there's some powerful testimonies in it, Rich, like a young girl from North Korea who basically said America is the last hope for the world. There's no other place to go. And here we are in America, and it's a, what's happening in North Korea is happening here. So, you know, it's just an eye-opening experience to, to watch that film. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. I've been saying, Mark, as you know, that we live in a police state. I've been saying that for years. And it is so true. We turned over so much liberty to the government under the guise of keeping us safe. And now they've weaponized that and used it against us politically. I don't know if you heard it. Sure. A short time ago, I played the clip from New York Governor Kathy Hochul talking exactly about that, how they're now, you know, using surveillance on social media to monitor for hate speech. It's, it's just another example of the government wants to know what you're saying and when you're saying it so that if they don't like what you're saying, they can come after you. And that's, that's what sure. we have in America. That, that is truly the definition of a police state. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? Look, it, it is one of those things that we need to, you know, push back as American citizens and recognize that, like, you know, this is, this is um, against our Constitution. It's against what our founding fathers desired for us. And so this republic that, uh, you know, we was founded uh, is in major jeopardy of being lost. And so, again, I don't want to run for Congress, but I see it as a sacred duty to do it so that I can bring my voice and bring my story to Congress so that what happened to me doesn't happen to any other American. Are you impressed with the work of the Republicans on the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government? I mean, given your story, given what the government did to you, Mark Halk, by coming after you in such a manner, are you, are you happy that they're going after this? Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm very proud to, uh, to know Mike Johnson. I knew him before he entered Congress. I, Jim Jordan has become a, a great advocate. Uh, Chip Roy, who are on those, on the, Dan Bishop, these guys who are on that committee, they were great to me in May when I testified before them. And uh, I think they're going to continue. And I, if I, heck, if I get in, you know, able to get into Congress, I'd love to be a part of that. But um, yeah, I'm happy with them. I think they'll do more good work. And Mike Johnson is a godsend to us as chair, as uh, Speaker of the House. So you know, he's all that Jim Jordan is and more. He's a fantastic human being, and uh, we're blessed to have him in that role. Well, Mark, listen, we're all praying for you, buddy, and best of luck to you, you in this lawsuit. And keep us posted on it, okay? What happened to you should never happen to any American. Uh, and I give you so much credit for pushing back against the government. All right. Well, thanks, Rich. God bless you, man. Take care. All right. Thank you. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, and the free Odyssey app. So the, I mentioned to you before the interview with Mark, the breaking news is that the House Republicans have now subpoenaed more Biden officials. I, I, I tell you what, these guys are going after him. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. House Republican-led committees issued subpoenas today to five current and former aides to Joe Biden, including ex-White House counsel Dana Remus, to discuss Biden's alleged mishandling of classified records and his role in his family's foreign business dealings. The Judiciary and Oversight Committees also issued the legally binding demands for testimony to Director of Oval Office Operations Annie Tomasini, Jill Biden advisor Anthony Bernal, Chief of Staff aide Catherine Riley and Special Assistant Ashley Williams. Quote from James Comer, the chairman of the committee and Jim Jordan. 
The committees are also investigating whether sufficient grounds exist to draft articles of impeachment against President Biden for consideration by the full House. The impeachment inquiry, which which, of course, started on September 12th. Now, remember something. This is part of the reason why Biden is doing so badly. I think he's distracted by all this. I mean, he doesn't know what friggin day it is, but I think his campaign is distracted by this. I think his campaign is very distracted by this because Joe Biden's whole thing in 2020, if you remember, was he's Uncle Joe. He's just a good, kind hearted old man who just, you know, he just wants to help heal America. Now America sees him for what he is, which is a sleazy crook who's who's out of it, who's lost his mind. But don't forget, they knew that Joe Biden was sleazy and corrupt. That's why Obama didn't want him to run in the first place. And it's why they worked so hard to cover up the Hunter Biden laptop, because the whole narrative of Joe Biden being, you know, old, old Uncle Joe, who's just a kind hearted old man in his basement, goes right out the window and you find out what a corrupt sleaze, corrupt sleaze bag the guy is. Comer said last month that the House Oversight Committee obtained evidence that Biden's aides began inspecting classified material at his private post-vice presidency office in D.C. nearly 20 months before the sensitive papers were said to be found last year. In a letter to an attorney for Remus, Comer and Jordan wrote that the former top White House lawyer has knowledge of why White House personnel began to visit with frequency the Penn Biden Center back in 2022, where classified materials related to Ukraine were later discovered. Does anybody doubt what we're doing in Ukraine is because of Joe Biden's corruption at this point? How could you doubt this? Quote, therefore, your client is in a position to provide information related to weather, among other things. Joe Biden, as vice president and or president, took actions to hide or cover up his improper possession of classified materials. Two, abuse his office of public trust by knowingly using executive branch employees to attempt to ameliorate any political repercussions of having been discovered. To also have improperly possessed highly sensitive classified materials. Or three, knowingly maintained improper possession of classified materials related to countries from which his family received millions of dollars. Ukraine, Russia, China, and let's not forget Romania. They might be the lesser corrupt country, but they're still a corrupt country. CNN reported in January that around 10 classified documents, some marked top secret, were found at Biden's office at the Penn Biden Center relating to the United Kingdom, Ukraine, and Iran. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, all, it's all there. It's all there for us. But it, it, it's not just this, right? Here is a Biden voter. Uh, CNN asks this 2020 Biden voter, are you happy with your vote for Joe Biden? Remember, you, you got the corruption stuff. You have the, the economic stuff. You have all this going on. And then you got the conflicts in the Middle East happening. You have Israel under attack, Jewish people under attack. But at the bottom line, end of the day, the question is, are you better off today than you were four years ago? This is the classic question that President Ronald Reagan asked. Here's a CNN, uh, CNN asking voters on this. Cut number eight. Are you happy with your vote for Joe Biden? Mm, well... I didn't see something like really change, like and I didn't see changes. Right now, I work in three jobs because I have to like pay more things, like my house is more expensive. Mm-hmm. In other words, no. The answer is no. She's not happy uh, that she voted for Joe Biden. Oh, by the way, I want to really commend former President Donald Trump for once again coming to the defense of former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. 
I really <laughs> admire this. You know why, Matt DeSantis? Because just last night on this very radio station, the Matt Rooney show was on. Matt Rooney calls Chris Christie fatty McThunderbiscuits. <laughs> Terrible. That's just mean. And so Trump was defending Chris Christie against people like Matt Rooney, our very own Matt Rooney, who calls Christie fatty McThunderbiscuits. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Horrible. So I give Trump credit, and I think that anybody who thinks that Trump is uh, not just a class act <laughs> is just missing the story on this guy. Cut number four. And by the way, there's somebody else said something. They said, this man said something he shouldn't say. I will defend. He said, Chris Christie is a fat pig. You, you cannot say that, sir. You can. Please, please take that back. Please take that back. No, 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 no. He said, Chris Christie is a fat pig. You cannot do that. He's a tough group. It's a tough one. Anyway, they're weaponizing. You know, the beauty of that is, is uh, you know, he said that, and I'm correcting him, but the beauty of that is the fake news. You know, you're not allowed to use the fat word, and you're probably not allowed to use the pig word, right? The beauty of that is that the press can't really do anything because I'm defending him. I'm defending, they, they can't do anything. So, you know, so it's sort of interesting the way that works out. They can't really write the story because I'm defending the fact that you can't use the word fat pig when you describe Chris Christie. Yeah. He's not a fat pig. For purposes of he is not a fat pig. I mean, come on. You got to really, I think, admire that, don't you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you should admire that. I mean, good for him for, for standing up like that and saying that. I love this new routine. Every single time, it's hilarious. <laughs> but the fake news won't give him the credit for defending Chris Christie. So I thought it was mighty big of him to defend a, a fellow candidate for uh, the Republican nomination. He didn't have to do that. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, we we have a lot more to come on the show. I got I got to get into uh, what Bill Maher said about Obama over the weekend, and um, also got to get into the presidential politics with you. But Greta Thunberg, little Greta, how dare you? How dare you? Was interrupted at a climate protest after she changed the topic to the Israel-Hamas war. So uh, she was interrupted by a man who grabbed the microphone from her on stage after she expressed solidarity with the Palestinian movement. This is not the first time that this quackpot has done this, by the way. Expressed solidarity with Hamas. Uh, cut number seven. We have not been listening. The people in power have not been listening. I come here for a climate demonstration, not a political view. <laughs> See that he wants he wants a climate pro, but dude, these things are all inexplicably linked. Can't you see that these things are all linked? You can't deny one and not have the other. So uh, this is this is and this is the same problem that I have with Alan Dershowitz and I have with Bill Maher. It's that you, it's great that you guys are waking up to Obama and what kind of a guy he is, but it's been there for you all along. Just like all these crazy climate kooks, it's been there for them all along. These are not rational people here. So 
social justice warriors, whether it's on college campuses, climate change, the LGBTQ plus plus IA, every letter of the alphabet. I'm not talking about gay people. I'm talking about the people behind those radical causes. The same people that are behind, you know, five-year-olds learning about vulvas in school. These are the very same people that are driving the social justice causes of the day. And they're all on the side of Hamas and uh, and the pro-Palestinian terror groups. They, they just are. I mean, you see it right there in front of you. The, the lefty kooks are all on the side of Hamas. And Israel is trying to do everything it possibly can to save civilian lives and to defeat Hamas, which would also bring peace to the Palestinians. But it, but but it doesn't matter because you have social justice warriors who have decided that Israel is evil. And that's it, period. So that's, you know, that's where that that stands. It's just not shocking to me, but it's a good wake up call for everybody. All right. Coming up, Bill Maher talks about Obama and how Obama has let him down. Good, Bill. Welcome. It's a welcome to the party, pal, kind of a moment, if you know what I mean. And uh, the Dershowitz dropping more bombs over the weekend. But don't forget, he dropped the first bomb, the initial bomb on Obama right here on this show. We still got more to come in our fourth and final hour. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of car. They are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Nikki Haley says she's surging. Tim Scott is out. What will be the latest developments in the presidential election? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Our fourth and final hour on a busy Monday afternoon. Seems like every day is busy, but uh, with the holidays coming, I can't believe it. The holidays are almost here. Uh, Maybe things will calm down for just a few minutes. That would be nice, right? If we can all take a nice deep breath. That would just be so incredibly comforting to all of us. Uh, so Tim Scott is out, and uh, it's not a big surprise, really. He, he Look, I, I never thought Tim Scott was going to have a chance. I don't really think anyone has a chance. I think it's just Trump's year, and that's just the way it is. And part of the reason for that is the fact that the Democrats have kept coming after Trump for so long that he's just... Um, they they have emboldened him even more, and they've endeared him even more to his already incredibly supportive Republican voters. So that's just the reality. I mean, I can sit here and tell you something is different, but that's just not the case. This, that is the reality. So uh, this is what Tim Scott told uh, Trey Gowdy over the weekend, that he is, he's out. He's out of the race, and, you know, I mean— I, I, I've always liked Tim Scott. I've admired Tim Scott. I always have. I thought he was a decent guy and um, very bright guy. And look, he'd be a great vice presidential contender for President Trump. 
when he is the nominee because he's going to be the nominee and that's just the bottom line so we can pretend like he's not going to be but you know short of death or something like that that's just that's just the reality that's what's going to happen and this is what he said to trey you ever want to love your country more run for president traveling this country meeting people has been one of the most fantastic experiences of my entire life I love America more today than I did on May 22nd. But when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential uh, candidate. I am suspending my campaign. I I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. And so I'm going to respect the voters and I'm going to hold on and keep working really hard and uh, look forward to another opportunity. Well, there you go. Look forward to another opportunity. And, you know, hopefully he'll get it at some point. But I think it's just, uh, like I said, he'd be a great running mate. No question about it. And that's that. Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, says that they're filing for a mistrial in the New York fraud case. And yeah, she can't really say why, but she joined Maria Bartiromo on Sunday. Oh, and so did Alan Dershowitz. And that that interview got a lot of attention. But of course, the Dersh, when he was on this show, was it was the first time he really said it about Obama being the villain in all this. Even Bill Maher had to come out and talk about Obama and his moral equivalency and how Barack Obama has completely disappointed him. Even he's had to say it. Here's a little bit of that. Moral equivalency still. I mean... Barack Obama, who has rarely disappointed me, Aww. did so this week. I mean, Sorry. Statement, Sorry, Bill. I mean, it's not a horrible statement, but he said, if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth, and then you have to admit nobody's hands are clean. Literally, that's true, of course. But just give me two examples where this is, I don't think, a helpful statement at this moment. First of all, the attack was only a month ago a more savage attack than we've ever seen in reverse. There's a big difference between collateral damage and what Hamas did. Second. Yes, exactly right. Yes. But this is who Barack Obama was, Bill, and is. The Israelis are now allowing a four-hour pause for people to get out. I'm sorry, people say, oh, wow, big of them. Okay, but it is a war that the other side started. So interesting. When they fire at Israel, it's a war. When Israel fires back, it's a war crime. A little crazy. So, and, and also, would Hamas do that? Would they give four-hour pause? They, no, no pausing. And then Israel's heritage minister was asked in an interview about using a nuke on Gaza. And he said that's one of the possibilities. He was fired, not allowed in the cabinet meeting anymore, disavowed by the prime minister. Would that happen in reverse? So enough with the moral equivalencies, I please. Mean, I think the only- yeah, well said. You know, but but this is who you backed. I mean, this is this the Democrat Party has to have their moment of reckoning. And liberals, we've been telling you this about Barack Obama. We've been telling you the guy has helped prop up Iran. He hates Israel, and he, uh, yeah, good. I mean, good for Mar. Good for Dershowitz. Good for these guys to come around and say these things. Fantastic. But what took you so long? What took you so long to get there? Is the question. What took you this long? We knew this. We've been saying this. We have been saying this the entire time. And unfortunately for a lot of people on the left, their just absolute unwillingness to acknowledge their mistakes, to acknowledge and turn around and say, you know what? We, we were duped by these people. We were duped. Well, yeah, you were duped, except there were a lot of people out there like myself warning you. A lot of people warned you. And then 
There you go. You turn around and you say, oh, okay, so this is what the Democrat Party has evolved into. No, the Democrat Party has been this party. This is who the Democrat Party has been. And the fact of the matter is, is that when 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 I turn around and you turn around and everybody on our side of the aisle says that to people, they, they turn around and they act as if they're they're completely tone deaf. They, they can't hear. I mean, Obama, this moral equivalency at the Democracy Forum and then Dersh coming on the show and saying Barack Obama has been a villain in this. Bill Maher coming out and saying Barack Obama is a villain in this. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. These are who these people are. Uh, Nikki Haley says she's surging in the polls that Trump has flatlined. Do you agree with that? Do you think that that is true? I know a lot of people like Nikki Haley, and I understand that. I, I get it. But I'm not a fan. I think that Nikki Haley is a little bit too much of a warmonger for me. Personally, I don't like her foreign policy stances. I don't think she's going to be the nominee. But it's very obvious, though, that she's right about something, and that is this. The Democrat, the Republican Party has put their but focus on behind who's supporting her. who. It is interesting that the Taiwanese, they want the West to help mm-hmm. Ukraine. Why? Because they know if Ukraine wins, then China won't invade Taiwan and we won't have to deal with that. There's a reason that, you know, the Ukrainians want us supporting Israel. Why? Because they know if Iran wins, Russia wins, and they don't want to do that. Everybody else sees this unholy alliance, except for Americans. Americans have their head in the sand. If we do this right in Ukraine and Israel, we won't have to deal with Ukraine China. and Israel China's are two separate issues. And they oh. fear They're two separate America issues. stands by her friends. Well, Americans, the polling shows are growing weary of all of these different incursions around the world that we're being drawn Correct. into. And they are Correct. looking, in many cases, according to the polling, to a commander in chief who would pull them out of many of those. Yes. And I know that that's just part of the argument about the 2024 field. I want to get to that because the New York Times had a piece about you actually had some nice things to say, which you might find surprising. But they had a long list of things they say have to happen if you're to win the nomination, the GOP nomination. We're going to scroll those on the screen. I'll just read a few of them. You need more money for TV ads. Donors have to give up on other candidates. Candidates. Um, have to drop out for New Hampshire. You have to flip people. It goes on and on and on. It's sort of in the in the uh, vein of saying, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> if all these things don't align well for you, how long will you stay in and fight? It's so ridiculous. We are surging in the polls. Not only are we surging in the polls, if you look in the swing states, it shows that we beat Biden by 10 to 13 points. We are now second place in Iowa, second place in New Hampshire, second place in South Carolina. There are no other candidates that are going to be getting in the race because now it's got to late. We have plenty of money that we're going to be on TV with, and you're going to see that we're going to be strong, not just in Iowa. We're going to be strong in Iowa. We're going to be strong in New Hampshire. We're going to be strong in South Carolina because we spent our money well. We've got great ground games in every one of those states, and we're going to keep surging. We've got Trump that's flatlined. You've got DeSantis that's falling at polls, and we continue to go up. And We've had a great... Um, we had. I'm just trying... I'm, I, look, she's right about one thing, and that is this. The Republican Party has decided that DeSantis cannot do this. And so a lot of people who invested money in DeSantis are now having buyer's remorse. And they're turning around and they're saying, we need somebody else. We, we need another candidate. And maybe that candidate should be Nikki Haley. And they are saying those things. She's not wrong about that. They are, they are saying that about her. And the problem, though is the foreign policy stuff. I mean, she's all in on Ukraine, and it's not where the average Republican primary voter is. And 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 spending time trying to educate them why they're wrong is is not the strategy. That's not how you how you convince them to vote for you. you 
you have to understand where the party stands. That's where the party stands right now. And speaking of Trump, this is Alina Haba, who's talking about how they're going to uh, they're going to uh, file a, a mistrial in the case in New York. She was on with Maria Bartiromo. Here's a little bit of that. Thanks for having me. So we just heard from uh, the AG, uh, Letitia James, talking about this trial. Mm-hmm. She comes out and talks a lot, but President Trump is not allowed to say anything. Yeah, we have a gag order currently um, against certain issues that we can't speak to. And we've seen this on many cases of his. You know, Jack Smith has moved for the same thing. And it's really, you know, it's a First Amendment right. He's also a leading candidate. He has a right to speak. He should speak about anybody and anything that he sees Correct. that's corrupt. Yes. Uh, but we do, even I, have a limited gag order. You have been complaining about the judge's clerk. And you say that the judge is compromised and the clerk appears compromised. Tell me why. Well, I actually can't tell you why because I'm gagged. Right. Um, I can tell you that, uh, you know, we'll be filing papers uh, to address all of those issues. And um, the fact that, frankly, Maria, I can't even discuss it with you, and I'm his spokeswoman, I'm his attorney, says a lot about what the judicial system, the state of our judicial system right now. She, I mean, really, truly, think about that. Think about that. Trump's spokeswoman, his attorney, can't comment on the case and can't go out there in the court of public opinion and help people understand why this is such a rigged, rigged, sham spectacle of a trial. She can't say those things. She's gagged. His spokeswoman slash attorney is, ba- is is gagged. I mean, you cannot make this up. This is why even the ACLU, to their credit, has come out and said these gag orders are completely unconstitutional. They are completely unconstitutional. But hey, this is it's Trump. It's all about stopping Trump, who who is, at this point, going to beat Joe Biden. And even CNN had to acknowledge that over the weekend. Even CNN had to acknowledge that... People are not happy with Joe Biden that voted for him. So in addition to all the people that didn't vote for Joe Biden, they're all the people that that actually admit that they, they did. And the question is, are you happy? It's it's the great Ronald Reagan question. You know, are you better off today than you were four years ago? Are you? Yes. No. Maybe. And the answer, of course, is they're not. You know that. I know that. We all know that. We see it. You talk to people. I, I still could not believe how expensive things were in the grocery store this weekend. I we had uh, I, I just I can't I mean I think it's funny because now everybody has turned around and started to say the same thing and you know the same thing is that they say they turn around and they say well everything is expensive right now that's what they say everything is expensive it's true everything is expensive but that's not an answer you know the answer just turn around and say uh, yeah everything's expensive I, uh, what um, what what yes Mr President. Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. the what? best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, what from from uh, uh, Char? Excuse me, from Charlotte. One uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. And, and, and Joan, Shingang, I'm going to pronounce her, Shanga, Kashibasha, $159,000 billion let. America is a nation billion defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. The idea that. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. What? Los Angeles and. Uh, and uh, um, uh, um, 
what am I doing here? Who For knows? Two reasons. Go ahead. One, two. Yes. Right. We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, let uh, me um, say another way. But the nature, not hmm? a solid meeting with, um, with. Uh, the president said nobody should the, have to work. Uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. What? What? Here's what drives the driver. Tell me what drives the driver. That are affected. Come on. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. Yes. We want to expand pre-K for three and four-year-olds, millions of pre-K. The, um... Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, here is Biden's communications director, Michael Tyler. His message to Americans who are worse off economically under this president. Very jobs simple. Jobs to stay out of poverty. This woman has three. Yes, 14 million jobs. But how many people have to work two of them to stay afloat? Exactly. The Labor Department numbers came out for the third quarter. Nearly 8.4 million people in this country are working at least two jobs. That's the highest number since 2019. So when people are looking for that economic shift... They don't feel it. To that woman, you say what? Yeah, I'd say that that's precisely why we need another four years and continue to finish the job, right? Right. Uh, I think it's important, too, that the president, of course, wants to get all of this done. But we have to be honest about the brick wall of MAGA extremism that we continue to run into when we're trying to get things done for the American people. So things stink, but he just needs another four years. He needs another four years to get it done. Just give him, yes, things stink. But listen, if you just give him another four years, things will stink less. Things will stink less, stink, stinkier, less, less stinky. I, I think it's hysterical how we talked about this on Friday's show, how they cleared out San Francisco, you know, to make room for um, the world leaders to come and look, view the city and say, wow, well, this city is not a complete and utter asshole. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Amazing. Right. Uh, I love that we got to talk about that on Friday, but I really did not get a chance to play this clip. And it's just fantastic. As the San Francisco mayor miraculously i mean really miraculously it was an incredible feat was able to remove all of the homeless and the poop as Fox yes, that's right. Chew Somebody's reported. expected to bring in $53 million, filling hotel rooms, bringing big business. And the city did tidy up for Dreamforce, but this cleanup is much more extensive. While San Francisco is in the spotlight for the Asia-Pacific Economic Conference, city leaders are making sure the city shines. Tourism is our business here in San Francisco, and we need to focus on making sure that the tourist dollars still come back. Caltrans repaving major roadways like the Harrison Street off-ramp from the I-80. BART doubling down by deep cleaning their stations overnight more often. The city had gotten a little bit dingy you think? over time. Dingy. Scrubbing and power washing is happening all over the city. Yeah, the bottom of my shoes look clean. Like It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments there are on major thoroughfares. Having been a longtime resident in the Bay Area, you just naturally start to wonder of like houseless folks being displaced. Public Works is installing decorative crosswalks in North Beach and Chinatown. And the Webster Street pedestrian bridge in Japantown was recently repainted. The Yerba Buena Gardens at the Moscone Center are decked out with new colorful landscaping and murals, paid for by the Clean California grant, just in time for the 20,000 high-profile CEOs and heads of state coming into town next week. Just in time for that. Now, now imagine if you're a resident of this asshole, and you have to live there all the time, and you, 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 you realize that they don't care about cleaning it up for you. <coughs> Excuse me. 
And they care about cleaning it up for Xi Jinping. And not for you, though. You have to live there every day, but not for you. People say this should be how it's always done. <laughs> Year round, you know, and like local, hardworking, working class, Bay Area folks. Others welcome the cleanup. Anything that brings in uh, a positive look on the city of San Francisco is great. We will continue to do everything we can to maintain cleanliness in our streets. You got to ask, it's the old questions. What took you so long? Huh? What took you so long? Hey, maybe Beto O'Rourke will run for president and save everybody, huh? You know that Beto O'Rourke came out and said Democrats are unexcited about Joe Biden? They're unexcited and failing to live up to the immigration promises? That's what Beto O'Rourke said. Yes, Beto, the These perpetual candidate. babies and mm-hmm. mothers and f- human beings mm-hmm. who deserve to be treated that way. Always good when when Joe Biden was running in 2020, he ran with such incredible moral clarity on this issue. We will no longer put kids in cages because they're not animals. We'll no longer tear babies from the breasts of their mothers, literally what Trump was doing in his family separation policy. You know, we're gonna restore the soul of of America. Um, We're gonna live up to our promise. Man, that was inspiring to me. I needed to hear that living on the border and as someone who really cares about that. And on some counts, you know, Biden has been successful. The rhetoric, it's night and day. Uh, against Donald Trump. You know, Biden's not oh, inspiring. Rhetoric. I don't think yeah. any acts of political terror or the kind of slaughter that we saw in El Paso. And yet, on other counts, Trump inspired he's, he's really failing us. Mm-hmm. More migrants have died this year than any year on record. And last year, more migrants had died than any year on record. They're drowning. Oh. They're dying of dehydration and oh. exposure in, in the desert. And these are little babies and mothers and f- human beings who deserve to be treated that way. What I want from President Biden Mm -hmm. is to do the right thing, to do those things that he promised us he was going to do once he was president. No, you see, the, you see, the thing is what you want is an open border. And the reason why all these people are dying is because the border's wide open and they're coming into this country and it's a disaster. And if you actually cared about them, you would not give them this incentive to make this illegal trek crossing into the United States of America because that would be the humanitarian thing to do, to not give them that incentive. Listen, uh, I want to tell you that it, it was absolutely the best time to get down to Cape May. If you have not had a chance yet to visit my happy place, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, what are you waiting for? It is so beautiful there. I love it there. And when you use my name, Zioli, you're going to save an extra 15% off your midweek stays. That's right. And that offer is good till the end of the year. And with Thanksgiving a week away, I know you don't want to cook. As if you don't want to cook, but you want to have amazing food, it's very simple. Go to the Ocean Holiday Spectacular at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Chef David Mills is preparing a feast fit for the ages overlooking the ocean on the fifth floor ballroom where we have our live shows. And it is going to be an amazing, scrumptious, absolutely wonderful affair. So all you got to do is just reach out to them today and book your reservation. Go to grandhotelcapemay.com, grandhotelcapemay.com, and use my name, Zioli, to get 15% off. And when it comes to that delicious Thanksgiving buffet, you don't want to miss it. Hand-carved entrees, delicious stuffing, all, all of it, all the wonderful things. Plus, that beautiful indoor heated pool. So if, you're, if the kids are driving you up a wall over the holidays, you want to get away for a little bit, Cape May is the perfect place to do it. Because the weather's beautiful, and there's so much going on, and the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, is where you want to be. With beautiful rooms, suites, and townhomes, that is the destination I recommend. GrandHotelCapeMay.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.